0: so let's start with this Um, it's interesting because just as an example of how I think we are aware of how other people are responding to us and we have motivations of of what we choose to do how we conduct ourselves how we carry ourselves what we wear uh, we as
1: human beings have that absolutely
0: Uh, maybe maybe other species do as well too um
1: Well, I didn't know if you meant just we as you and me.
0: Well, in this example, it's going to be you and I. Okay. um, But uh, there is an element of life where uh, I am aware of how are people reacting to me? Okay. Absolutely, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because uh, it's interesting because in the last month or less, uh, I've gotten rid of all facial hair, which I've had for Decades. A goatee, typically, Mm -hmm. Uh, would be a normal thing, Mm -hmm. other than the few times I would just go clean and then grow it right back. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one of my curiosities, and maybe even attachments, was, who's going to say something? Who would even, wow, Corey, you look different. What's going on, right? Yeah. (laughs) And very, very few actually do.
1: (laughs) Hmm. So maybe they're not thinking about you as much as you think they do?
0: That is absolutely true. Is that your point? That is absolutely true. We're not as important to other people as sometimes we think we are. Uh, But also the flip side of this, I think, is important of awareness of those around us and acknowledging that speaks to them.
1: It does. True.
0: Right? Because there's all these subtleties that go on and play out, which is what we do here at Sexy Marriage Radio. So Mm -hmm. welcome to the show. By the way, alongside my wife, Pam, uh, we're having honest conversations to try to enhance connections In the bedroom and out of the bedroom. And in today's episode, we're going to be doing a lot more in the bedroom uh, conversation because this is where a lot of the energies play out uh, in good ways and in bad (laughs) with our reactions and what we may seek from each other.
1: I'm going back to that, what you just talked about, people noticing though, and maybe it ends up being a different episode somewhere else, but okay. So if someone doesn't notice, uh, okay, oh, they didn't notice. Well, then I think of my son, you know, I I got some highlights in my hair. Right. And literally it was like eight weeks later that he said, Mom, did you lighten your hair?
0: Are you doing something different?
1: And I started harassing him for, seriously, son, you're noticing this eight weeks later. And so that's going to squash him wanting to respond to anything in the future.
0: Oh, that is a great teeing up where we are heading Babe. Is it really? Okay. (laughs) To a degree. Well, absolutely. Okay. Uh, If you're new to the show and you want to find ways to tell other people about it or just a little bit more about what goes on here, check out our starter packs. Uh, These are collections of episodes arranged by topic and popularity. You go to smr.fm slash starter. Also, uh, if you like what we have going on here, we want you to be a part of it. So let us know Uh, questions, thoughts, comments, feedback. 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. So coming up today on the regular version, uh, we got an email from a listener that actually the husband and wife both listen, which I think is an important aspect of this email that came in because we can speak to Mm -hmm. both of them. Perfect. And this is around the all too common topic of pornography usage and its discovery Mm -hmm. and then its reactions and how it unfolds after.
1: So we're focusing on the reactions I'm taking. We
0: will be landing there. Uh, We'll also do a little bit of brief. Here's our stances on the subject Mm -hmm. uh, in case people are new, because we've got people that have come along lately that are new Mm -hmm. to the show. Uh, And there's a lot of uh, variety of ways people respond to this. Mm -hmm. And we're going to take one of the ways and then on the extended content which is deeper longer and there are no ads you can subscribe at smr.fm slash academy uh, we're going to look at the world of sexual polarity and its importance in the bedroom
1: I don't even really know what that means so I'm looking forward to unpacking that
0: well pay, stay tuned <laughs> <laughs> all that's coming up right after this so let's jump right in uh, this is an email. the that came in it says, Hey Dr. Corey and Pam, I'm reaching out to you today seeking your thoughts as my wife and I navigate through this difficult phase. We've been listeners for a while now, and the insight and discussions you share have been a great source of inspiration and conversation with my wife and I. Recently, she discovered my struggle to pornography. This revelation has understandably caused significant distress in our relationship. And while I'm deeply remorseful for the hurt I've caused, Her reaction has added a layer of complexity to the situation. My wife has responded with intense emotional outbursts and attacks. She's accused me of cheating and has made hurtful assumptions about my character, often resorting to name-calling and derogatory remarks. Her words have cut me deeply, and I feel overwhelmed by the weight of her accusations. In her efforts to understand and move forward, quote-unquote, as she says... My wife has also become somewhat obsessive about knowing every detail of my struggle. She checks in with me multiple times a day to ensure that I have not succumbed to any temptations, and while I understand her concern and her desire to help, her constant inquiries have become overwhelming and intrusive. I want to assure my wife that I'm committed to our marriage and rebuilding trust in our relationship, which has actually been really good, and we would both say up to this point, However, her relentless questioning has made it challenging for me to focus on my path forward and has created a sense of suffocation in our marriage. Mm. Any ideas for the both of us?
1: Well, I'm glad she's a listener. Yeah. Because we can, we can kind of tackle both sides here rather than lots of times where it's just one-sided.
0: And, and that's an important distinction mm-hmm. because I think it's recognizing there are two sides to this equation. Mm-hmm. right there's two paths simultaneously happening because a lot of times what will have happen is we intertwine our sex lives and our choices therein and personalize them
1: mm-hmm.
0: like that all of a sudden whatever you do think believe fantasize whatever all of a sudden now is a personal thing to me and on the one hand that's what makes it nice and good <laughs> and on the other hand no, it's it's intrusive and obsessive and overwhelming. Okay, I'm looking at your reaction based on what you do. No, it's
1: a, it, that's all right. I don't want, I don't want to dive into that okay. piece of it. Um, you know, I start off with the wording they have here is that she discovered, and I think that how how if you don't know if if you don't know about your spouse's porn use and it gets discovered. That sounds like it wasn't something that he just disclosed to her. Right. It it wasn't something that he came to her and said, Hey, I, I've got this thing happening that you don't know about. Right. And I want to work on it." it. It sounds like it's a, he didn't fully just, he, she and, stumbled upon it. She walked in okay, on him and, doing something. And this
0: is also interesting because the, the way these things come out, sometimes, and this is the complexities, and this is why I think it's important that we unpack this a little bit before we land on on both sides of the equation. Yeah. Because first off, if you're talking about pornography and uh, our stances and what we've what we've covered on Sexy Marriage Radio, first off, if you're coming to the show new and you're just now hearing this, smr.fm there's a search bar up top on the website put in pornography and you'll get a bunch of shows i do not have all the numbers of the like, countless times we've we've covered this topic and but we have our story we have covered mm-hmm. it it's a part of our journey absolutely mm-hmm. um but one of these things that happens when you're talking about this dynamic is um his journey is her collateral damage. She is not caused when you're talking about pornography. That's one way to separate this first, Mm -hmm. because I think that's an important distinction. Because tell me if I'm wrong, Pam, a woman in this instance can react as I'm not enough. It must be about me. If I would have just doing X, Y, Z, he would not have this struggle. I could take this away by just being whatever. And that is the furthest thing from the truth.
1: I think that that would be part of what would go through most women's yes. minds. Yes. And <clears throat> the cheating aspect, the wording there, that's what it feels like.
0: Mm-hmm. And the corollary still is true if we reverse the genders. Yes. I think a husband would have some of the same kind of thoughts of what is it about me that I'm not, I can't provide enough, I'm not enough, whatever, if the discovery happens on her side. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm discovering about her. So it's recognizing that I'm not the cause or the blame, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I'm the collateral damage, but I am responsible for how I respond to what happens Mm -hmm. because the bulk of what really is going on when we're talking about pornography and the work that happens is, I I equate this in some of the same vein as working with couples that have had uh, infidelity happening. Right? Because there's an element of virtual infidelity that this this would have this would fit mm-hmm. the characteristics of that. Mm-hmm. Well, the bigger issues often aren't the fact that you stray; it's that you lie about it. There's a hidden life that goes on,
1: right? And now right. all a of a sudden, part.
0: it's the lie that is the chasm. In the marriage.
1: Which is why I bring up how she finds out, right? So, yes. So as a spouse, how we find out about that addiction, what was going on, it was like, well, what else don't I know about? Okay. It makes the mind you start speculating about why they're doing it, how mm-hmm. long have they been doing it, mm-hmm. what else don't we know?
0: Okay. So then that begs the question
1: we i do first, what else do i know
0: first off fair enough <laughs> first off so that begs the question um it's not lie it's not cool to lie about things that are impactful like this we're just, just going to get that ahead of the, ahead of the game right let's just be very very clear I agree but what would motivate a grown person to lie
1: oh no in the reaction of the exactly. person that
0: right this is well this it's no the, the
1: reaction feeling like what you're doing maybe isn't right, right? Yeah,
0: most of the time, the the guys I have worked with...
1: People that are stealing money are going to lie about it because they know yeah, that's wrong.
0: I'm trying to think of on the pornography aspect with all the masterminds and all the guys I've worked with professionally and then even just know, I don't know of any off the top of my head that were blatantly, oh no, I'm good with this. I'm, I'm good that I struggle with this. I love... I absolutely love this and keep it. I mean, I don't Well,
1: and bring this back to m- most of our listeners are faith-based, yes. right? And so there is a a, a belief in God. There's a, there's a structure in here that um the sexual relationship is between a husband and wife, right? right. So I think if a lot of our listeners were more secular, there there's a there's a different Structure yes and, yes in and life and no. that that tell me I, I don't know because yeah, you yes tell and no. that's why I'm asking this question from your client base because not everyone that comes to mm-hmm. you as a client is is faith based right and so what is is it the same way for the folks that just have I think I, you know I don't really believe in God I don't I don't yeah but I still think God's people word. have
0: a, a general understanding and commonality of the sacredness of a marriage vow.
1: I would hope so, but I, mean, I was curious from what you've seen on the client base. Nuances
0: in there where the use is uh, agreed upon; it's not a problem. Just don't keep it hidden. Mm-hmm. That was that's the so that again the, the same kind of context still applies to what we're describing here. Is just don't hide it from me. Don't make it a secret. Yeah. Right. And the issue here, though, is her reaction. That's where I want to land. Okay. And I'm not doing this, and I want to make sure we're very, very clear, because you are also a female, that I want to make sure. I'm not bashing a wife that's hurt by this.
1: No. and Well, and I think we'll get to that because I was that wife. I mean, we've shared our story. I discovered... A porn usage on your part. That's certainly not where we're going is to bash a wife. No, but But when we start talking about... We'd like to share experience of here's what worked and here's what doesn't.
0: Well, but here's... here's And the main thing I want to point out with this episode, Pam, is the importance of understanding culpability in a dynamic, not choices of what people choose to do, though. Mm -mm. Right? Okay. A guy's pornography use, like this listener, we're not talking about culpability uh, here. It's his. That is he is culpable. That's for all his, that. yeah. The hiding it, the lying it, the not willingness to bring it up, because how often do couples have, and this is just a general question to the nation, um, where there is a dialogue that happens, the subject comes up, the couples may listen to Sexy Marriage Radio, and we talk the the, the week was about that topic, and you have a conversation about, hey, uh, is this something you've ever struggled with? And now all of a sudden you got an on-ramp into, I could really address a big issue and get it out of the way ahead of time, or I could cover it up. Yeah. And we sometimes will choose, if not a lot of the times, we may choose the path of least resistance, which then bites us later.
1: Yeah, when those opportunities arise, use them. Well, but that's also
0: then fueled by, I have a pretty good idea how they're going to handle if I come clean about this. Okay. Because I know what their stance is. Right. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Because... There's a rigidness. There's a, a a preference. There's a fear. There's a you know. Don't you something. think
1: fear? I, I think a lot of this comes to fear.
0: Yeah, I, I think a big I think a big chunk of what when I hear these email the email, what I hear on both sides of the equation, his journey underneath it all is shame mm-hmm. that he's got to really address. If they were if I was working with him, that's where we're landing.
1: Okay, let's well, talk so- about
0: your shame. Hers is fear. Okay. Let's talk about your fear Mm -hmm. because what happens is he uses shame as a justification to not come clean because I'm shameful. I don't want to bring that forward to somebody else. Why would I do that? She uses fear as a license to react. Yeah. And that's what I want to land on is those dynamics play out in more than just this topic. They play out in everything. Anything Mm -hmm. you're fearful of, you will react accordingly. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) Anything I'm ashamed of, I will react accordingly.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That's the part that wreaks the most havoc in marriage because you basically are teaching, I can't handle the underbellies of you or Mm -hmm. the reactions of you. And this is different from I don't want to handle it. This is I can't handle it because you teach... If she reacts in a manner that is uh, aggressive, character assassinating, Mm -hmm. uh, degrading with her comments, she's teaching, don't test me in this. I need you to be something that obviously you're not. That's That's a tough message to land.
1: She's trying to face the spouse she has, not the spouse she wants, and she's freaking out about it. Okay. Is that part of it? I don't know. Maybe take that part out. (laughs) No,
0: no, but I think it's, no, I think she's flipped that. She's wishing she had the spouse she wanted, Mm -hmm. not facing the spouse she has. Because, quick aside, uh, I've I've had the opportunity the last couple of months to be on uh, a table talk with a dating app for Christian singles. So it's a younger, in general crowd Mm -hmm. and my topic that I do every other week ish is on sex and sexuality Mm -hmm. as it pertains to the Christian life and dating and then marriage. Uh, so I kind of go all over the place, wherever they want to go with the, with the people that jump on with me Mm -hmm. and every single time I've done four now. So four hours of conversation I've had with this group of, with, with a group of people, which has been 300 plus Mm -hmm. each time, Mm -hmm. um, There is rampant fear, shame, and guilt on this subject, Mm. on just sex and sexuality, which we bring this in and it magnifies, and in some instances, our weird brains, it justifies my reactions. Mm. Oh, but I'm hurt. Well, yeah, you're hurt. But is that license too? fill in the blank and that's where I want that's the message I want to get across
1: I think that's a key question right there do I have license to say whatever I want to say or whatever's coming in my head or whatever fear is throwing in my head just because I'm hurt and 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 do I think about the impact that what I'm saying is going to have is it really going to be for the good
0: right uh, well, we don't yeah. sit
1: back and think about what is it we're really well, saying here. Well, the better here.
0: question to that is, what is the impact of how I'm reacting, teaching? Hmm. If what I'm saying, if, if what this wife is saying is, I want to be able to trust you, I want to be able to be close to you, and I want to be able to share this part of our life with you, but yet there is a...
1: Share meaning... Walk alongside, not that I want to No,
0: not the pornography issue, right? just the intimacy, okay. the the depths, the the whole of you. Yeah. Which includes the shame.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It includes yeah. the fear. It includes the sin. It includes the negatives. Mm-hmm. If I want to be able to share that with you, well, that means I'm going to be uncomfortable. And if I react with my discomfort in ways that are cruel or over the top or obsessive, I'm teaching you, I don't want to know that.
1: It's teaching him to shut down, it feels like. And hide. Mm -hmm.
0: Which then becomes this vicious cycle that already is present. Yeah. And so from the outset with this email, the best thing I want to try to get across is, recognize the cycle
1: that -hmm. you
0: already had going on Mm -hmm. because it's playing out in other areas too, I can almost promise. Mm -hmm. There's areas where you just don't come clean because I don't want the reaction. Okay, well, what's the motivation of why I don't want the reaction? Because his side of it is he needs to to step up, take hits, metaphorically speaking, Mm -hmm. for his choices, own them, and then demonstrate levels of trustworthiness. I mean, that's the JFF, Jennifer finlinson Fife mm-hmm. uh, quote I love is you have to learn to regulate your reactions to determine a level's trustworthiness of, of another person. Mm-hmm. You don't get the, I need to be able to trust you. No, I get to be able to just watch you and settle myself enough to determine how trustworthy are you.
1: Are you trustworthy? Yeah. In
0: this area. And that's where you start to shift the dynamic to where the power lands on both shoulders more so than she has, she has taught in this email, her fear rules all. And if you add in a Christian ethos to it, mm-hmm. it also comes across as high ground,
1: mm.
0: which is so weird to me because... How often do we put all of the "quote unquote" sexual struggle, sexual sin, mm-hmm. as something greater than other levels of cruelty, or greed, or you know, gossip, or whatever? Sin yeah. is sin. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Just some are have a, some have a lot more fear associated with it. Yeah. And so, therefore, I use this as a license to overreact. An attack, Mm -hmm. and a lot of times, and until a couple will recognize, I've got to change that cycle. I've got to change that dynamic. You will continue to perpetuate, and that fear is just going to fester and grow, yeah, and metastasize. I mean, that's that's the best description to it. It's a cancer.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And it actually could. I mean, this this episode, this topic. Um, Marty Klein is, and Dr. Marty Klein is a sex therapist out in California, and he actually just had a post that said he was using it as an example, and I want to give credit because this is where the idea came from. But he worked with a couple where he's he's saying porn didn't, or likely may not destroy this marriage, but her porn phobia could.
1: Interesting, because there's not. Uh Well, okay, fill in the gaps for me there. I'm I'm reading, there's not a way to reconcile if this happens because she's so scared of it. It's fear.
0: And it's not, he's not trying to take the stance. It's fear of something. Right, it's not taking the stance of, well, porn should just be okay, she's got to learn to accept it. No. No, she has to recognize her preferences are her preferences. She's entitled to them. So is he. And if she overreacts when her preferences aren't met, she's teaching. He doesn't have preferences.
1: He doesn't get a choice.
0: Right. Because it's all about how do I just not upset her?
1: And we're not even saying here, if he's choosing porn, that's okay. And she should no. be okay with it. No, that's not, not what at all. we're saying. Not at all. We're saying that the reaction, well, this goes back to what you already said. The reaction is what um, can really be more divisive than anything else, because that is a cycle. Right. That's... That's a new script you write in your relationship and that's gonna perpetuate on any topic, not just and this the is, porn topic. And these are
0: scripts that were born out in our childhood to a degree mm-hmm. of how I treat a woman or how I treat a man by how mom conducted herself or dad conducted himself in mm-hmm. you know, because there are a lot of people that have grown up looking back at their experiences. Of the person that ruled the the home Mm
1: -hmm.
0: was mom or dad. And it's usually by how they reacted to things. Oh, don't tell your father because you know full well he's gonna punish, he'll be punitive, he'll be reactive, he'll storm out, he'll or don't tell your mother because you know, and it's just those are lessons that get taught that we carry forward. Yeah. And again, none of this is justification for the choices we make. It's just understanding this is what fuels it in some regards, like the shame and guilt Mm -hmm. or the shame and fear. That's what fuels our reactions. So where I need to work is what's that fear? What's that shame?
1: Yeah. I mean, his shame is real. Mm Mm-hmm. Her fear, her hurt is real.
0: Absolutely they are. They both are incredibly real.
1: So it's figuring out how to manage those better so that you can, once this discovery is made, work together to make something better.
0: Right. Because you
1: can have something more intimate after that.
0: And and I've seen this play out on the betrayal side in my office over the course of a year and a half with Mm -hmm. a couple that he had an affair he owned it, totally was wrong. He knows it, what, regardless of how it happened, because they were in a bad spot when it yeah. happened. That, again, yeah. that does not justify the choice, but it does make sense, <laughs> objectively. Because think about it. As human beings, if we have any awareness at all, we can look back objectively at things that goes, well, that makes sense on how that happened. I don't like how I chose that, but all right. That makes sense. And sometimes we'll go to an extreme because we want to justify and make ourselves feel better. Isn't
1: that why we have history books? To try and learn from the past? <laughs> hopefully, And not make the same mistakes again?
0: Hopefully. But the, their dynamic was such that he was so repentant to the point of putting himself on the cross. This is his phraseology he would use, and he would be willing to stay up there as long as she needed him to.
1: Okay.
0: To, to prove how much he wanted her in the marriage okay and granted he was going to an extreme largely cuz she was coming from such an extreme of fear yeah and hurt yeah and i finally after several months of working with them i think where we finally got a little different traction was being able to clearly state to each of them okay ma'am you could have left right you're trying to mold him into something that you want him to be which may not be realistic that guy may not ever there may be no guy that exists that fits like that, that
1: mold yeah
0: and sir you're going to take it right now until eventually you're going to come down on the cross off the cross on your own right this is that idea of uh somebody can have a self-fulfilling prophecy of my biggest fear is Fill in the blank. And that becomes so known in the marriage that the one spouse is getting accused of it, even though it hasn't happened, that finally deep down they're like, well, if I'm getting accused for it, why don't I go ahead and just do it?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> because out of a sense of control, I want to try to hone, create an environment that's safe for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I don't get that choice really by controlling what everything around me.
1: So what is it if I'm in this situation and I'm um, reacting um, I'm name calling, I'm obsessing over things. Right. What is it that opens my eyes to how that's affecting my spouse? How can I well, how can either- I make it Transition and, and pivot, you know?
0: Either you work with a professional like myself mm-hmm. to help have somebody else in the room that is in favor of both people, mm-hmm. not just one. Because I have heard many times clients will come to me and the reason one of them, usually the betrayer, mm-hmm. wants to shift is they felt ganged up on.
1: Okay.
0: That the th- the therapist took the side of the betrayed Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden the betrayer's got to make up for it to both of them. Okay. (laughs) Which is an interesting dilemma. Okay. So you work with somebody or you have the courage to ask yourself in other areas of your life, how do people react to me and what am I teaching?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. How do my kids react to me? There's a good source of information of if there's a certain topic that I'm hurt or afraid about, and it comes up in our relationship with a kid, do I teach them to bring that to me or not And how I react? So just have courage to have some self-awareness. Ask yourself some tough questions. Okay. Because then you can maybe recognize, this is how I'm getting in my own way of what it is I really want. Yeah. Because then I have to realize, if I'm going to get intimate with somebody else, I'm going to be uncomfortable. There's going to be struggle with this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's going to be pain, uncertainty. I got to welcome that to a degree, and learn how to soothe myself, and then take a the next step forward together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because doing that means I, in this, in, and let's end it with this. For this couple, when she brings into context better her fear, her her what's underneath it all. And and reigns that in to a degree that it's actually then used as more fear, not attacking. Because that's what's so weird is, well, I'm just trying to keep myself safe. Yeah, you're keeping yourself safe by pushing people away. So when she brings that into, like, this just really scares me. I don't know what this could mean. I, it it just really scares me. Now all of a sudden he has a more pressure to. Yeah, this is this is what has really motivated this. This is the shame I've got. This is the underneath it all for me. And you create room and hold space for both. That's where marriage gets a whole lot better
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because it's a whole lot deeper. It's not surprising to me. It's also a little bit saddening when you think about it this way of how much hurt and pain is actually in our lives and in our marriages at times. Yeah. Uh, Because we all have... Uh, underbellies of things that wreak havoc. Mm -hmm. And so you get fear, you get shame, you get hurt, you get guilt, uh, you get disappointment. Mm -hmm. All of these contexts of our feelings that, man, they can just run so rampant and maybe we're not even aware of it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm not even aware of how rampant that runs and how much damage it's actually causing To those around me. Mm -hmm. And so the hope I've got with this episode, Pam, and the trust I have with this, knowing the nation, as we've known them for over 12 years now Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, is there is some tremendous courage out there that people will take this and run with it Mm -hmm. and it will benefit them. Mm -hmm. Because it truly is one of those things that I think if you look at our lives... And this topic of uh, shame, guilt, and fear, and anger. Uh, one of the big pivots for each of us was addressing our part of it and how it impacted the other.
1: When I, yeah, absolutely. I, from speaking for myself, when I opened my eyes to how my reactions affected our dynamic, affected you, affected your responses, how my Um, my fears, my hardcore beliefs that I needed to question. Um, when I, when I started looking at that, man, there were actually, it it wasn't just that our relationship got better. I just had a lot more freedom, a lot less stress, um, because I wasn't,
0: well, not so it, tied. It to, you're freedom. not so tied to things that that were anchors, but the anchors weren't serving you well.
1: Oh, they, they were sticking me in really, yeah. I, it was sticking me in really wavy water. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like I was stuck in the middle of the storm, right. and and couldn't and let like, go. Uh, anchor.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in, the, in the storm, yeah, right? I seeking anchor, shelter and, That's and, what and I'm and saying. That's yeah. what I'm
1: saying. I was I dropped anchor in a in a nasty storm. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of freedom when you can look at that and,
0: right. and this, see things This is the courage to look at what's being reflected back to me. Not yeah. how I got there. Right. But what's being reflected back to me. And yep. what do I want to do going forward with that information? Yeah. That's what all of what I believe the work is about. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Uh, if we left something undone, we want you to let us know. two one four seven zero two. 702 nine five six five feedback sexymarriageradio.com you can also find transcripts of it that are available for each of the episodes pages as well as all the advertisers deals and discount codes you'll find them all at smr.fm on the individual episode page so however you took a little bit of time out to spend with us thank you and we'll see you next time